Blackpool, that magical land where the illuminations thrill us humble northerners with the miracle of electric light, where Lemmy formed his first band, where the trams still rattle and the Big Dipper dips on a seasonal basis only, where Hen Knights roam, where Zoe Ball was born, where we fired Russell Grant from a cannon? No, no, that was Wembley. Stick a wooden chip fork in me, I am done. Episode 14. So, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I guess you saw them as well, actually. Let's talk about it. Tonight, joining me, we have Dawn. Hello. Emily. Hi. And Michelle. Hiya. What did we reckon to Blackpool then? It was as sparkly as everybody thought it would be. They really went all out. I remember when they started getting the extra dancers in and it was, you know, two extra dancers. Yeah. But, That's the whole chorus line. Yeah, yeah. They obviously feel they want to fill that dance floor. <laughs> yeah, I, it didn't look as sort of cavernous as it did last time. Although the only time when it's actually looked properly dreadful was Wembley. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. yeah. I can understand why, lost, why they never did that again. Silly move, really. Oh, but we got to see inside the props um, warehouse and it turns out it was all in Blackpool. So these are special different Blackpool props this time. I don't well, know. They didn't, they didn't specify that they were actually in Blackpool looking at the props. I think this was still the same props warehouse in Elstree. Yeah, I think it was. I think this was their own props warehouse. Well, there was a prop this week that I didn't mind, but we'll get to that later. What did we think to the opening number? For me, that is the kind of glam number that Strictly is all about. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I thought it was amazing. I really loved the outfits and they really got the professional, uh, the celebrities properly involved this time rather than just kind of walking them on and walking them off again. Although Ed Balls was sitting on a chair the whole time. Yeah, well. (laughs) A safest place. (laughs) It is the safest place for him. Um, I really liked the section with the feather fans at the end. I that bet, was fun. I bet that was a late addition. After um, after Louise had so much success with her feather fans. Yeah, possibly. All the dresses they were wearing looked very much like Oksana's dress from a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, have they just thought, oh, that was so that went so well, we'll just make ten of those. I think it's more likely that Oksana got her Blackpool dress a couple of weeks early. Yeah. Right. Because it went with the theming for her dance for that yeah. one. Um, hang on. I'm just having a moment of spreadsheet agony because the spreadsheet with the jokes in it isn't opening up. Oh, no! No! Oh, God, I'm to ad-lib. Finally, finally, the spreadsheet has become too Abandoned big. you. The spreadsheet has collapsed in on itself like a black hole. It's become a spreadsheet black hole. Yeah, it's so full of information that it has reached critical density, collapsed in on itself and become an information singularity. (laughs) (laughs) All dance beats are sucked into the black hole that is. Just crashed. Frantic stuff is happening. 
we can do is just try and get Peter Kay on to improv for us for a while. Oh gosh, let's not. <laughs> was anyone else terribly upset by the um, like nineteen seventies Northern working class male homophobia joke? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, is, I love, I like Peter Kay, and I find him quite funny. But that was like, it was a bit of like, oh, did you just do that? Yeah, yeah, he really yeah. did just do that, and, and kept I was, doing it. Yeah, I was watching with a friend and she laughed and I went, no, do you know what that was? That was actual straight up homophobia. Stop. Don't, no, 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 no. Yes. As, like, oh, as, God, as, as much as I'm keen on vintage stuff, vintage homophobia is not something that we'll be bringing back, Peter Kay. No, it's not. That's, it's <laughs> not okay. I thought that, that was probably um, a misjudged moment for him there. Because he's not normally like that with that sort of thing. Normally, Peter Kay is scripted. So if I was holding the lessons learned session after the end of this series of Strictly, I think the big lesson learned is we just get through the terms and conditions and we don't try to jazz it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just leave Some of the jazzing up hasn't been that bad. Like, I liked the mariachi band. That was fun. <laughs> Kaz and Dave... No. Chaz and Dave was the line and Peter Kay's well over the line. Yeah. yeah. The um, ventriloquist was quite cool. No, ventriloquists are never cool. Oh, but I like him. He's the one who oh, did no, the badly but... dubbed um, karate one. No, the ventriloquists are creepy. That's not good. Yeah, there's a significant proportion of the audience who, you know, it's just as bad as if the terms and conditions were being read out by a scary clown. Anyway, that was an unfathomable decision and we hope that they never do it again. And I hope someone's, like, apologised to Robert. That wasn't okay. No. Shall we, uh, speaking of things that are okay, let's start with the dancers. Dancing the jive. Two, four, six, eight. I thought this dance was really great. Two, three, four, five. There are no lifts in the official jive. Claudia Fragapani and her partner, AJ. But they didn't pick her up on it, though, did they? Uh, I thought it was a Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. I, I thought was, this might have been her problem this week, then. There was a I lot of it. missed it out. It was, like, the worst cheerleader's outfit I have ever seen. Yeah. yeah I was expecting more. Like, why? Yeah, why? Why didn't she have the little flippy gym skirt? Like, everybody knows what a cheerleader looks like. Yeah, and all the backy yeah. dancers look like cheerleaders. I think because she's teeny tiny, I think they made a full-size outfit, put it on her and, and ran out of space for the skirt. And just thought, <laughs> oh, we'll just, cut it, we'll just cut it short, put a bit of fringing on and make it work. And it didn't work, and it didn't look like a cheerleader's outfit, and it was rubbish. But they were making her a teen again. Yeah. yeah. Why? When we were looking forward to this one last week, I think we had some hope that it would basically just be a showcase for her gymnastic tricks and that she would, you know, just commit the jive bits, you know, well well enough that we got from trick to trick. But the only really there was only really that one one-handed somersault trick in there. Mm. And I don't know. I feel like the choreography had left her just really exposed. Yeah, there was a lot of just her on her own being a cheerleader, especially towards the end. It's like, well, that's not really a jive right there. Yeah. 
And I think it was maybe more than one teeny mistake in in the first section of it. I think that a whole kick section sort of went awry and she was facing the wrong way. I think they were very, very gentle on her. Yeah. It was stompy. I mean, it, I know it's a sprung floor and that can be really difficult to get used to if you're not a gymnast who already works on sprung floors. But she is a gymnast. She does work on sprung floors. I know that we have a long-standing bugbear about appropriate shoes, but I think that this is one of the jives where she could have gotten away with wearing dance trainers. Yeah, pumps would have been better, wouldn't they? Because yeah. the, yeah. those little Latin shoes looked weird and wrong, and, you know, she's already said that she doesn't like the coping with the stiletto heel. It would have just allowed her that bit more stability and comfort that she could have got through this dance which was it was obviously just on the very edge of what she was comfortable with and it was slightly too fast you could see in the vt she was struggling to keep up during rehearsals and you could see a little bit of that as well especially towards at the beginning of the dance that almost like she was just about managing it and it's like well why didn't you change the choreography for her because if she's struggling during rehearsals why would you do that to her during the main dance Mm. yeah it was I just thought, a pace thing wasn't it because she'd be like be turning around and then be like oh I say someone's catching me right I'm doing the next bit oh I'm doing the next bit it was almost like each next stage seemed to take her by surprise <laughs> yeah. yeah well she's kind of well AJ's kind of had the warning sign now that her public vote isn't as bulletproof as maybe she'd thought yeah going on first not looking great and you know going wrong and having the judges point out that she's gone wrong really hurt her this week it was really noticeable how um little staging and little production value had gone into hers even though there was a lot in terms of if you compare that to what louise got yeah 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 poor claudia only only got like one kitchen sink out of five yeah and (laughs) i feel like after all we've said about how much it all has to you know add up it's really then difficult to feel like it was fair almost because she she had so much less split for people to remember a lot less dancers to sort out now you say you think there'd be a lot more production time for each of them yeah yeah and the opportunity of going on first. See, I thought that Ed Balls and his flaming fake piano might be going on first just because that is the big um, production thing. And also it's time to get rid of Ed Balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I honestly thought he was going to go first. I was surprised when he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But so Claudia is is the second to last person to go on first and open the show. Previously, her earliest dance had been second. So she's opened a show now. The only person who's yet to open the show is Ed. Yeah. That'll be the one he goes in. Mm. He's got some boring dancers coming up soon, ones that they can't tart up with props. <laughs> well, you say that, but they'll find a way. Uh, but what's his next one? Oh, no, it's we, we too don't, far ahead, isn't We it? don't actually know. They didn't mention a lot of dancers this week in the credits. And nobody said anything on Twitter, as far as I can tell. Emily? What? You had your hand in the air? No, I didn't. <laughs> what? I was miming about Ed Ball. It's fine. All oh, right, OK. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a very visual medium as a podcast. 
I know. Well, that's why I didn't want you to draw attention to the fact. Okay, okay. I was... So I no, but then Dawn started <laughs> giggling, and so then I started giggling. All I could see was funny faces being pulled. Just like, it's like we're being naughty children. We're fine now. All right, yeah. okay. Uh, so, yeah, we feel like Claudia was ill-served by both the choreography, the costuming, and the production. Cla- little Claudia did her best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did her yeah. best. And that is all, even in Blackpool, that we can ever ask for. Dancing the Viennese Waltz, it's the ever-charming, even when flagrantly caught cheating at Canasta, Orea Duba and his partner, Joe. This um, really was pushing the boundary of Viennese Waltz. This was, they've done it a couple of times. This was an American smooth Viennese Waltz. You know, normally it's yeah. based on the Foxtrot. And we've seen a couple of them. I think Natalie and Artem's might have been a Viennese Waltz American Smooth. Yes, I think it was. Um, Well, this was another one of those. Uh, They decided not to um, mention that. They did a lot of, you know, the world's longest fleckle. And, um, you know, there's not actually much Viennese Waltz choreography. So they got through that as rapidly as they could. Um, then got on to other more interesting things yeah. they had about 10 seconds of the Viennese waltz and lots and lots of spinning and then cheating at cards pretty much but, but you know for all that I loved it and I will go and see Ori's film in which he's like a cool spy that cheats at cards I thought it was pretty dull I yeah. zoned out in that it was like it lacked something for me I must admit it, There's a bit too much gimmick and not enough dance. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I I found it difficult to judge it as a strictly come dancing dance, but as a nice musical number in something, it was really nice. You know, it really moved the plot yeah. along, whatever the plot was. <laughs> it the, it showed a lot of characterization. I'm not sure who the characters were. It was weird to see Neil Jones sort of there as one of the spare dancers. I'm not sure that I liked that. Yeah, I really like yeah. Neil, the spare pro. He's he, great. Appeared in, he appeared in a lot of them as the extra dancers. He seemed to be in... I spotted him in several. Yeah, he was busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not using him this year, so they might as well really use him this year kind of thing. Get your I thought it, um, Joanne was basically dressed as Marilyn Monroe in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. And, followed... and why ever not? I found that slightly di- slightly distracting, though. So it was a bit like, I, if this is what? You know, I felt like either save it for musicals week and get them to do a dance to gentlemen prefer, something from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, or... I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to come over all conspiracy theory here. And I'm going to say, Joe's a Clifton, she gets what she wants. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And there was a sort of a strong... So one of the strong colours on the palette for this Blackpool was that vibrant pink. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie was, was wearing it as well. Natalie was wearing it as well. And the, everybody was, was wearing dance. it in the group dance on the Sunday. Um, and once you've got that pink and you're putting a blonde in it, you instantly go to gentlemen prefer But the blondes. cut of that dress. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the cut of, um, is it Natalie's as well? No, yeah, Natalie's yeah. was very similar, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. 
outfit was very similar. Uh, they were having a Monroe well, that was like a prom length, though, wasn't it? But yeah, but the actual dressing did like Netflix best though. The actual dressing gentleman prefer blondes is just a very plain bandeau, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bandeau and a shift skirt. But yeah, that's all I could think of all the way through it. That's all. That's all you were supposed to think of. Yeah. But that meant that I didn't watch the dance and I got bored and oh, didn't well. vote for Ori this week. Well, I mean, he's, he's all right. I know. Doesn't need me. I think it was a solid performance, but not like a wow. Yeah. Like, I think I would be disappointed if he got to the final and picked this one out because I think he's got more impactful dancers. But yes. I do think yeah. that he, he excels whenever they reach for that Rat Pack vibe and he's suited and booted and Joe's wearing a lovely gown. Like yeah. they, They've not looked so good in the Latin. No. I don't know, his jive was pretty iconic. But... Oh yeah, there is that. But Jive is neither here nor there with Latin or ballroom though, is it? It's something else. So. It's grey, isn't it? It's a grey area. Yeah. Well, I think it is actually strictly in the Latin classification, but that's only yeah, because it's, it's 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 a hoopty bopty up tempo dance. Hoopty bopty bopty. The new definition of Latin. It's a technical term. Um, I think are we done? Are we done with Ori? Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like we can see him uh, in acting roles from next year onwards. Yeah, I think you'll be fine, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his career yeah. is going to be doing super good. Dancing the Paso Doble in Strictly Game of Thrones. You win or you go on the tour with Louise Redknapp and her partner Kevin. Like, trying to invoke Cersei Lannister with Louise Redknapp is like when you put one of those uh, fake manes on a kitten and go, oh, it's a lion. Yeah. I, I didn't get Game of Thrones. I got Riverdance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did put... think that too, actually. I was going through it thinking, this seems very Irish. <laughs> I put Paso, Riverdance style. Yeah, uh, I got that too. They were, re- they were totally reaching for a Game of Thrones thing from all the chandeliers in the background projection and everything. Oh, I didn't get that. But and, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so that passed me by. And also the brocading on uh, Cersei Louise's dress was very much echoing the things that Cersei had been wearing in the most recent series. But Until she hoiked a skirt up over her knickers and started swishing it about. Well, I think Cersei would probably do that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't know Cersei Lannister. The th- the things she has done doesn't rule out flashing her knickers. Right. Yes. They the, were, um... the judges were very impressed by it, though, weren't they? And they were. I thought they were more impressed than I than I was. Well, I thought I, I thought Ke- I thought Kevin was very good, but then you'd expect yeah. Kevin to be very good in a Paso in Blackpool. I just, yeah, it's just she's not convincing as an angry person. No, her no. her paso face was her biting the right hand side of her lower lip. Yeah, she's just got an innocent face. I don't think yeah. she can do mean. Yeah, bless her. She's she is the loveliest, kindest person, and she was giving it her all. But her but all is tiny and adorable. And... <laughs> angry kitten, isn't it? It's like you say, it's angry kitten, angry. <laughs> That's it. And when they put the flamenco steps in, it was just a little bit. I'm going to have a small 
tantrum before I do river dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. But I did like, I did like a little bit of darkness escaping from Halloween week. It was very dramatic. And, you know, a, a quick release prop that didn't go wrong with the Madonna cape situation. I was I was totally expecting a Madonna cape situation. Yeah, and there was a bit of a hesitation, and I was like, yeah. I did like the sort of wicked reference there, though, with the big skirt that stretches out backstage. Oh, yeah. I thought any second now she's going to get on a broomstick, but... No, that was Frankie Bridge. <laughs> There's a brocade manufacturer somewhere that's very happy this week. Because yeah. they had a lot of brocade this week. Well, actually, br- brocade, yeah, brocade is a really big luck for uh, this Christmas party season. I believe it's Oasis it is. that have a full uh, sort of brocade, black and gold brocade capsule wardrobe, including a very fabulous sort of full prom skirt, which if I had any parties to go to this Christmas season, I would be uh, wearing. See, I dragged my mum around the shop the other day because I saw one which was a full brocade skirt and a velvet top and it looked just like the one I used to wear when I was about six. I loved it. Amazing. Yes, that's what you want as an adult, the clothes that you wore as a six-year-old. <laughs> I don't know. I had quite a good party dress that was sort of uh, black with red poppies on all over it in a sort of a cool winter floral style. I think Emily has worn it at some point as well. And I, yeah, would, I, would, I, I would have had the grown-up had... version of that. I had a magnificent purple one, purple like taffeta with a velvet bodice with um, black, black swirls to it and gold sparkles like the night sky. It was beautiful. Oh, I remember that one, Emily. Tell you what, though, what we don't want to go back to is that outfit where we all look like snooker referees, where we were wearing black lycra stirrup trousers. Cream... They weren't black, they were cream. Cream polo necks and brocade waistcoats. All you yeah. wore that too. All three of us. <laughs> I, like, I yeah. don't. I, it must have been a nineties thing. Did th- did they do that to you, Don? Yes, yes, they yeah. did. I managed to avoid this, thankfully, but I think I was aware of it. <laughs> was it? Did you have to go to any formal functions as a young child in the early nineties? That's the thing. Yeah. I... Yeah, but I remember having some green, like emerald green taffeta dress situation going on. You got out of the 90s with your dignity intact then. Yeah, the, the yeah, stirrup Vikings. Um, anyway, this is always we find creative ways to avoid talking about Louise. <laughs> no, I, I, that, I enjoyed it. That, I did yeah. enjoy it. I thought it was lovely for a pastime. I just couldn't take her seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and this is you, Michelle, who are now sort of more or less team, oh, but- team Louise. I'm happy to be Team Louise. The last two weeks, her previous two performances have totally changed my mind, and I'm now happy to support Louise, but I just am not convinced by the anger. <laughs> In, so my order for her last three performances, which we'll call post-breakthrough Louise, I think yep. the American Smooth was best, the Argentine Tango second best, and this Paso Doble a yep. distant third. Yeah, I agree. I loved the American Smooth she did last week, so this was a this was just a step back for me on that, just because I think she had to portray an emotion that she just doesn't never feel. Yeah, but <laughs> you've just got to get through the paso. Like if you're not personality wise suited to it, it's just one that you've just got to get through, take the hit, and hope you don't end up in the dance off. 
It was yeah, she's managed to do it on a week where they're going to throw all the production at her, and the judges seem to love a paso in Blackpool, and Kevin seems to do it well. So she was, she just had to do her best, and it would have been enough, and it has been. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to learn that that was a tactical decision on Kevin's part to say, right, we're going to do it on a week where people won't really be looking at whether or not she can portray what the paso needs her to portray. They're just going to be yeah. looking at all the other things going off. So. Yeah. If it was good on Kevin, I suppose. Dancing the Charleston, it's the superbly syncopated, awesomely offbeat, tip-top, tail-coated Danny Mac and his partner, Oti. I've never seen um, a Charleston done to something with such an irregular beat. The, the syncopation was, yeah, wow. That was, that was a genuinely hard dance. At times, the music, I kept thinking, is this actually a Charleston? Are they actually doing this to this music? I think that putting on the Ritz has been on Strictly before, but I think it might have been a quick step. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or an American Smooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really, I love Oti though. Oti, I think, can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, again, she looks fabulous. <laughs> if Danny wins, it's going to be for Oti. Yeah. Yeah, I like her more than I like him. <laughs> Depending yeah. on who ends up in the final, I'm basically voting for Oti to win. Uh, if the final is Danny, Louise, anybody else, yeah. If the if the final is Danny, Louise, Judge Rinder, I might vote for Judge Rinder. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but if it's Danny, it, Louise, and Ore. Or if I'm voting for Oti. We're now looking at the spectre of a Danny Louise Ed final. Um, I I would be <clears> voting for uh, Danny and Oti because I think Oti deserves that trophy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Good. Danny One did a hand... good job <laughs> to talk about the yeah. celebrity. He did do a good job. I mean, he's starting to look really, really polished now. Yeah, I thought yeah. his his section in the opening number. Because he's had to learn that as well as that incredibly complicated yeah. Charleston. Yes. What a guy. Yeah, they didn't just put him in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no. They did a double cartwheel, though. They one did handed. a double cartwheel yeah. holding hands, one-handed. Clever bunnies. To have matched your momentum like that, which you have to have absolutely matched your momentum in order to not just end up in a heap at the end. It's absolutely incredible. That's where yeah. the four tens came from. They could have sat on the floor for the rest of it because they nailed that cartwheel. There were a few bits where he was getting a little bit behind. However, he was dancing a very fast, very complicated, extremely syncopated Charleston. So, you know, I don't think, I, I, I think that. everybody was sort of going, I don't care that he's maybe a quarter of a beat behind. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... yeah. Fair enough. Well, that that was only really at the very beginning side by side bit, wasn't it? He tended. There were no. There was some in the middle section where he got okay. that kind of half beat behind her, but he caught up again. Mm. When there was other bits break. where there was other bits where he was perfectly on time though. That yeah. bit where they have to kick up to the side and touch heels to the side and then land again. Then when I watched it on the lens lens bit off on Sunday night you watched it in slow-mo and you could see that they were perfectly in time, like leaving the floor, heels touching and landing again. And that must be so difficult as well. Why are we bothering doing the rest of the series? 
Danny's won. <laughs> we said this from sec- the second week, though, didn't we? That There's actually... always a risk that Ed could take it. Oh, no, don't. Can we not? Emily, I know I don't want it to happen, but he should have gone weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, he's still here. Um, so somehow, Oti's arms and legs looked longer this week, and so did Danny's. They're both, I think it's just the styling. Yeah, they're both really sort of leggy individuals to begin with, but they both looked even leggier in the Charleston. That's the power of dance. Oti's dress helped a lot with that. The splits were all the way up to her dance pants. Yeah. And he had the different shaped jacket on. It wasn't a normal dinner yeah, jacket. Yeah, it was a high cut, was high cut one, wasn't it? So I think tails. that helped. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's a couple that I don't... Well, I don't think they actually had a lot in the way of props and styling. They just had, you know, a cafe set, which is, you know, the kind of set that you would get for an Argentine tango in a regular week. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think that... That, yeah, they'd had a lot of attention paid to the costumes and they just had a really great number. Yeah, they had so much content, though, that you couldn't fit in a prop. It would have just slowed them down, like that weird umbilical thing they had in Halloween week. Yeah, and I also find it difficult to remember what the extraneous dancers were doing, just sort of going along in the background. Yeah, yeah I didn't really even... interact with them much. You were just so focused on them two. They just literally were like background dancers. Which is what they're supposed to be there for, yeah. isn't it? Rather than being integral to the rest of the dance. Yeah, I think I like that better than when they make the celebrity dance with the other dancers because you can just tell that they're not yeah. used to it. They hate it and they want it to not happen anymore. Yeah. Speaking of things that we hate and we don't <laughs> want to happen anymore, it's time to smoothly segue into Ed Balls. Ed Balls of Fire, as he's called this week. <laughs> At one point, when the, when he lowered down on the piano, I didn't realise the actual piano was going to be on fire. And I said, oh, I think he's on fire. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's just the piano. And my other <laughs> half was like, oh, we live in hope that they actually might set him on fire. It was very safe. Dancing the jive, it's Ed Balls and a flaming fake piano and his partner, Katya. Again, a massive disappointment, a waste of time on our screens and a total lack of jive. Good on Katya, though. She's, like, ploughing on regardless, isn't she? She's such a good sport, though, isn't she? Yeah. But at this stage, I'm kind of bored with it. They've yeah. r- they've run out of the vaguely fruity Latin dancers that they can get him to do. It's, it, it's I mean, over. To oh, be fair to him, he is improving as a dancer. He's just not, you know, a very good dancer still in the light of tonight's yeah. events though yeah he, he's got to go he's cause... got to go he, he like, does now otherwise people are going to booty boat face him all the way to the title yeah considering yeah. he was so far behind pretty much the scores of anybody else Ed is just let me see how many standard deviations away from the average score Ed is now because I think he was like Two he away. got 23, didn't he? Yeah. And the next lowest was 28? No. 32. Most people were well into the 30s, weren't they? So Yeah, 32. So the, the, average, score. the average score 
was 34 and the standard deviation was 5.7. So Ed was one and a half standard deviations below the mean, which is bad. Lots. Lots. That For those of you listening who don't know what standard deviation it means, Ed Ball's bad, everybody else good. Ed Ball's, <laughs> Ed Ball's bad can prove it with maths. Yeah, but the public don't seem to care about that. For some reason... They're voting for him in his droves, mostly far more than I've ever voted for him as a politician. He's going to be thinking, oh, I should go back to politics now. I'm so popular. No. Well, yes, by this point in the series, it's going to be a couple of orders of magnitude more people have voted for him in Strictly than ever voted for him as a politician. In like week two or three, we did the sums and we worked out that by then more people had voted for him in Strictly. Uh, than had as a politician and now now it is worse than that to be fair before and he came on strictly i got him confused with alistair campbell <laughs> never to happen again wow um yeah let's get alistair campbell on strictly next year no actually let's not let's just cancel the show i think they should put a ban on all politicians ever coming on strictly i think keep politicians out of light entertainment it doesn't lead to good things you don't cross the boundaries yeah. The good thing about this was Catch's dress. I loved the little kind of piano fringing number. I know, that is that so clever. That was so the highlight. Clever. So clever. I really liked some of the backing dancers' frocks. They could they could all fit beautifully into my wardrobe. Lovely paint pot coloured shift dresses in various colours, including the shiny pink one with the collar, because that was fab. Mm. That's all I have that's nice to say about any of this so i'm going to go yeah. quiet again now i'm i'm going... i did see the fringing on cat's dress and i thought of you um emily like, i was like oh there's a lot of fringing there emily will like that i didn't because it was anything to do with ed balls oh oh it was painted oh um i'm going to even say that they didn't make a lot of effort with the flaming fake piano i've seen fake pianos significantly more on fire than that <laughs> yeah they literally had a tray they had a tray with some fire in it on top yeah that was it yeah, just, just this year I have seen a flaming fake piano that was totally on fire. I think Ed should have been on fire. Just like, you know, one of those sort of flame retardant suits just set on fire a little bit. Would have, would have made him move a bit quicker. I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that this involved a flame retardant suit. Dancing the quick step, it's only slightly less riotous than Rydell High School's appearance on National Bandstand. It's Greg Rutherford and his partner Natalie. That was magnificent. It was super, it. super. Nat- there was a mix-up on music this week, though. They're yeah. doing quick step to like a jivey song, and Claudia were doing a jive to a kind of quick steppy song. It's like they should have just swapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so one of the things that I've really enjoyed about Greg on Strictly this year has been just seeing Natalie just look so incredibly happy the whole series and i think it it came to a head tonight the her ecstatic grin as she was going into those um running jetes down the length of the blackpool tower ballroom that was and then sliding along in the split (gasps) yeah she was oh she loved that so much she was so happy i mean like next to her greg didn't look quite so happy but i i understand that that was greg's happy face it's really hard to look quite as happy as Natalie when she's being dragged around the floor doing the splits. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but the, when they all sat down on the bench and were doing the hand jive on each other's knees, that was brilliant. And they looked like, and everyone looked like they really enjoyed it. It was 
perfectly in tone with the rest of the dance and the music and I just thought that that was wonderful and it was undermarked. Yes. I think. Yes. Because there were no glaring mistakes other than his thumb was up, which, my God, you can't they, take... Uh, Claudia made... They were a little bit slidey at the end of the jump, I think. Yeah, he but... took it really... Claudia made more basic mistakes with the technique and the actual steps. Yeah. Yeah. At least first time round, anyway. Greg's still very... A bit stompy still, though, isn't he? Yeah. So even though he's getting the technique down quite right, it still doesn't look... Yeah, he's still a bit stompy. I would have liked to have had him in for a bit longer. Because he was yeah. doing really well at improving. Yeah. Yeah, I, think stump- I think he'd improved in lots of other ways, but the stumpy thing, they've picked him up on pretty much every week for mm. at least the last three, five weeks sort of thing. And if he doesn't change that one thing they're picking him up on, then that that kind of it, isn't it? The public just keep hearing it. Yeah, and that just becomes, oh, Greg, Greg's stumpy. We don't like stumpy, yeah. stumpy's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he never got really talked up um, like Ore has been talked up and... Um, the, his comments were always either negative or lukewarm, really. Yeah. And it is it is the part of the series where they're, you know, just really brutally getting through the numbers. Yeah. Oh, we'll miss you, Greg. Sad. I don't know. I just, I loved it, and I thought it was another one where the whole thing had basically come together, and everybody involved in that dance looked super happy with it, super comfortable with it. And- his yeah, and I loved that background, the multicolored streamer thing. That was very simple but very effective. Mm. It's exactly what they have up in the Rydell High School um, sports hall in Greece. Yeah. Only in in Greece, it's red, white, and blue, and here in Strictly, we had a rainbow balloon arch, rainbow balloon drop, and rainbow streamers. Because it's Strictly. Yeah, I I'm I feel really frustrated about this because it was so good. And it was really accomplished. He didn't make as many mistakes as Claudia, not like massive, obvious ones. And the dance, you know, he isn't perfect. That's the point. He has actually gone on a journey um, in proper Strictly style. And it's, it's really frustrating to see someone who was being entertaining, but without being... Without gurning, yeah. Without gurning, yeah. Um, to go because he came up against someone who has whatever reason stayed in. I don't know. I'm well, grumpy. sometimes they seem to give... When it's two new people in the bottom two that haven't been in the bottom two before, they normally judge it on the actual dance. But I find if there's, always, if there's someone that's in the bottom two like this tonight where they've been in the bottom two before but the other person hasn't, they seem to give the benefit of the doubt to the person that hasn't been in the bottom two before, which is Claudia and AJ, and get rid of Greg, who'd have been yeah. in before, they obviously think our oh, public support isn't there. There was an the exception to that, like Anastasia, that they kept saving for a while. But there, there seems to be a pattern over strictly through the years of watching that that they seem to you get kind of one chance at the bottom two, and if you mm. happen to fall down there again, it's almost like they feel justified in getting rid of you because you've been there before. Oh, I don't know. I, this was a really great dance. I just feel down talking about it because, again, us strictly hipsters have fallen in love with a dance that sent somebody out. 
I don't know how to... I think I should look at it more as I'm glad that they get to leave on something that is, you know, a complete finished article. As yeah, they, say, they get to leave on their best dance and the dance they seem to have the most fun at. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got one more dance to talk about. Dancing the salsa. Well, I hear the deed poll to Judge Grinder hasn't gone through yet, so it's still Robert Rinder and his partner, Oksana. Did you hear, though, they introduced him differently Saturday night? Instead of saying Judge Rinder, they said the star of Judge Rinder... Robert Winder. Oh, that's good. So we finally, obviously, maybe they've heard us. <laughs> because yeah. Judge Winder cannot grind to the Spice Girls. The star of Judge Winder can do what he wants with his bum cheeks. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's something changed. I noticed that. I mean, it was it was so much. It was. <laughs> it it was, was a bit much, wasn't it? Was it was so much. It was. It was so much color. It was this, you know, I, I alluded earlier on that there was a prop that I actually liked. And I did actually like those big wheelie things covered in brightly colored flowers. Yeah, the hibiscus pineapple. Yeah. And uh, like the sort of. And, and greenery floats. The sort of. Um, if you, if you uh, went to like a Latin American church, you would expect to see. Um, maybe a religious icon framed in such a manner. Yeah. I thought they looked like go-go podiums. That too. I think they were supposed to. But, okay. but okay. covered in covered in incredible, like like they'd glued half of Claire's accessories to it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, I was a bit. Um, the singing was a bit ropey. Well, I feel like yeah. they were towing a bit. I don't think anyone what, else can. What in the Spice Girls or in the Strictly Band? The Strictly Band, I feel like only the Spice Girls can sing Spice Up Your Life. And even then, you know, they were auto-tuned. Apart from Mel C. Mel C is the authentic... She's the authentic real article. Yeah, I did think... Yeah, I also thought that with the dance. I was like, the singers, I was like, yeah, that sounds a bit of a stretch. (laughs) It was towing a bit, weren't it? Yeah, I thought... Is it just the last song of the night? Are they just feeling a bit... yeah. I think we might be basically done with all the salsas now. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm happy to be done with all the salsas, and I, you I know, don't feel like it's a loss. We nearly had another lift casualty as uh, Rob slightly fumbled Oksana on the way up to that lift. That deadlift was pretty cool. He looked, he looked so chuffed with himself when he pulled that off. It was almost surprised face of like, oh, oh, look, she's in the air. I've done it. <laughs> don't think too hard about what's happening and I'm sure she'll come yeah. down <laughs> yeah. fine, it's alright she bounces yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I did think that he carried off the electric blue and neon green very well yeah, yeah. it's not a combination yeah. easily carried off but he, he he did that with a plum yeah. the thing is there was that... a weird moment at the beginning when it, it wasn't him that you saw first, it was one of the backing dancers in a pink shirt and he had dreads and at one point, I th- when I first saw him, I was like, oh, my God, they put Judge Rinder in dreads. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <God>. until, <laughs> until we turned around and I was like, oh, no, that's one of the back of dancers. And then he appeared, like, looking his normal self. And I was, like, so relieved. Because I thought, then I realised, I was like, there's a chance that that could have happened. That, you know, the Strictly Bonds would have put him in a wig or maybe something as a theme. I'm so relieved about that because I don't want to have to write another article about... <laughs> whether Strictly's racist or not this year. But he got all positive comments from Craig. He Yay. did. 
Bitch. I, I worry. Well, we did get called Judge Grinder, which. Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> Not really. I mean, that was a, that was a. You, ugh, I hesitate to call it a joke for the dads, uh, but it was a joke with an audience. Yeah. yeah. The the it's yeah there like was a joke between the two of them. They kind of did a little wink and nod afterwards of of oh wasn't that so funny? Oh lol, like, we said grinder on primetime BBC yeah. One. <laughs> the dance was good though. I really enjoyed the dance. I wanted to get up and dance, which is usually a a good sign, isn't it? If it makes yeah. you want to get up and have a little shimmy around the living room. Just love yeah, that song anyway. Yeah, I do hope hope that Craig suddenly giving Judge Rinder Rob. Uh, positive comments doesn't mean that Rob's story arc has come to an end. Oh, yeah, it was almost like they were preparing for his last dance rather than. Yeah, he's, he's won him over too soon, hasn't he? Hmm. Oh, um, you know, we said that we didn't know who was doing what on the dancing. I've, have someone you had some, has, has have you had some news? Someone has tweeted us saying about breaking news. Louise has mentioned that she's dancing the waltz next week. Oh god, that's gonna be boring. Um, oh, gird your loins. Ed's dancing the tango. <gasps> oh, it's, oh, and I hope he's first. If he's first and do the tango, then that's the death knell. Hopefully, at least it's not the rumba. No, they're gonna try I, and make I, it. They're gonna try and make it wrong, sexy. Him doing the tango, aren't they? Is there a right sexy for him to do that? I just don't want to. <laughs> they he might do an Adam's family tango. The competition before he has to do his rumba, though. He has to leave. Yeah. Ed Balls cannot be allowed to do a rumba. I'll not. I'll. I'll be hiding under the table for days if I have to see Ed Balls. I think do a rumba. you should write to Points of View if they make you watch Ed Balls doing a rumba. And complain he about is. the license fee. <laughs> this week, it wasn't so much. Greg wasn't at the cost of Claudia. The cost of having Ed is these other good dancers leaving now. Yeah. Which is what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. This is. It's. It's this point where. The joke isn't funny anymore. Well, All he's doing is meaning that the competition is less good because we've got that I'd, idiot in. I'd rather have Greg and Daisy back in than Claudia and Ed. Yeah. yeah. I love Daisy. Yeah. But Daisy's doing oh. the tour, did you see? Ooh. Oh, is she? Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, three of the ones that don't have day jobs have announced that they're headlining the tour. Shocking. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> So that's, that's, that's Danny, Louise, and Daisy. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. So Louise, yeah, was... Louise is doing the tour, is she? Yeah, Louise is doing the she tour. She only works on a Sunday, didn't she? I see. Shall we move on to the Sunday show? Sunday opened with a rock and roll uh, number with all of our celebs in uh, resplendent in bright pink um, dancing to a song from Hairspray, Emily. I haven't seen Hairspray. Explain to me what the song's <gasps> yeah, about. So, right, this song in Hairspray is the... They're showing the contrast between the um, the nice white kids. So it's not the nicest kids in town, it's the whitest kids in town. And the segregated television studio with the where they have the one Tuesday a month where they have like Black Day. So is this song, Emily, um, in the in the musical Hairspray? Is it a sort of appointed satire? Yes. So, so they just played appointed satire about racial segregation straight. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's an interesting choice. You know, you know, my immediate reaction was one of like going and trying to hide behind things. It wasn't just about race, though. It was also about body shape as well, because they were the whitest, slimmest kids in town. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, So it's. Oh, managing to fail two diversity fronts at once. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We had some nice white slim dancers portraying this moment. What? Yeah, I think. um, What was it that I was saying about not wanting to write another article about Strictly was or wasn't racist? Yeah, (laughs) this year where there's always already been a question mark over it and it just felt a bit. Fair enough if they'd used it in Musicals Week because it's It's a a musical. musical Oh, um, but yeah, there were plenty of choices of British rock and roll that they could have gone for other than that song. So that's probably... They could have gone for a lot of other songs from that musical. Motion in the... Um, you know... Um, yeah, the Motion in the Ocean. I mean, that in is... The ocean that, song. that does tend to be the one where if there's a song from Hairspray that gets played, it tends to be that one. I would... Motion in the Ocean one again? Um, can't Stop the Beat. Yeah, Can't oh, Stop yeah. the Beat. That's the one. I mean, I know that is like the cliched song from that musical, but I watched that film quite a lot because I really like it. And my immediate thoughts sprang to the, the them showing you the segregated studio and the, yeah, that and that didn't sit well with me. You know, Emily, I, I think I think that this will have been somebody making a completely mindless decision based on a CD track listing. I know. And that is, unfortunately, the way that... Gangnam Style got in last week. Well, occasionally, dreadful decisions that look really racist once you've gone through with them end up happening by totally well-meaning professionals who, don't, who through yeah. being white and middle class, don't have to think about racism all the time when they're in the office. Yeah. I mean, it's it just... It, it just didn't sit well with me. That it's all I could think of when I was watching it, which is a shame because it was a really, it was a good dance, and I, I love hairspray, I love the styling, for the dance, but it did just make me kind of cringe a bit. So in the bottom two, we had Claudia, and we had Greg. Claudia, understandable, she made mistakes. She was on first. The costume wasn't right the production looked half-hearted compared with everybody else's. But did Greg deserve to be in the bottom two? And bear in mind, we're totally biased because a lot of us are team Greg. thing is, as soon as they said that Ed was through, I was like, oh, there's a risk Ed, uh, Greg's going to be in the bottom two again. Because unfortunately, he is falling down on the score table that direction, that if the public support is all directed somewhere else, yeah, then he's, he seems to lose out. When, when the public seem to be split on saving somebody else, he seems to be the one that's lost out. Yeah, yeah. But- I had a conversation last night with my friend that was watching it with me and we basically said it's probably going to be Greg and Claudia because people are still people still think Ed Balls is funny as much as that pains me to say so so where, where did all of Claudia's fan base go though because that's what's been pushing her through the past I don't think she was winning the public vote. This week, she was, she'd fallen down the leaderboard a bit. And, you know, there are just fewer She points. was slap bang in the middle. Yeah, there are, she's yeah. been higher up before. And there are just fewer, there are fewer 
combinations of numbers that can happen now. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't have the backup of the fact that the dance wasn't particularly memorable. Her outfit wasn't, you know, she didn't have the, the boxes ticked to make you go, oh, I must, rem-, you know, you don't remember it and then you don't vote for it. It's, um, you know, we are, let's face it, niche viewers of Strictly. We do remember to vote for these people and we get behind the people that we think might get voted out this week. Whereas I think, in general, people don't do that. It's much more of an immediate a tribe, thing that I remember. A, a, a tribal vote or a vote based on memory. Yes. Yeah. There, yeah, there's not a significant number of tactical Strictly voters. Um, and so we end up losing Greg. I don't think that Claudia... So Claudia probably tidied up the thing that the judges mentioned, but I still, you know, personally, I still think that Greg's routine was better. But like we said in the first section, I'm I'm glad that they've gone out on one of their best dancers. I still slightly prefer their rumba. Um, but, you know, that was one of their best dancers. And I hope that Greg can do the tour, even if he only does some I of hope it. so. Because obviously I think it would impact his training if he did the tour. And it depends whether he, he's going to continue competing or not. Yeah, it's the World Championships early this year. Next year, even. Early next year. Um, yeah, well, like they're early next year. They're they're earlier on in the summer than they would have been. But a big a big thank you to Greg for um, our running segment of ten minutes of bum chat <laughs> for making Natalie yeah. for making Natalie so happy. so happy. Yeah, we'll miss his bum and the happiness. Oh, right, shall we wrap up? Let's have some nominations for Dance of the Week. Let's start with Michelle. Um, my dance of the week is Danny and OT. It was just the most, I know I've kind of sided with the popular judging comment thing, but I just, I mean, I love a Charleston anyway, and I just love it mainly because of OT, but it was just so accomplished and I loved it. Well, Lee, I love the Sorry. And I loved the song as well, so. Well, Lisa, who is currently out in Malta commentating on the Junior Eurovision Song Contest for uh, live radio, uh, she also agrees with you and says that Danny and Oti is her dance of the week. Any great minds? Yeah. So, (laughs) John, what did you have as your dance of the week? I really love the Game of Thrones river dance combo of Louise's. I, I don't know why. It just really appealed. I thought it was... I thought it, it was quite fun. It was really camp. Even, it was. It, it was a bit sweet for a Paso, but I still loved it. Emily? I'm sticking with my guns. Greg and Natalie's quick step. Woo! Yeah, do you know, I am going to have to go for Danny and Oti's Charleston, although I would like to award Aurea Duba the, um, the award for best scene in a new musical. Uh, for whatever that thing was that they were doing uh, instead of a Viennese waltz, which was very enjoyable. <laughs> but uh, So, again, we're not unanimous. We were slightly edging towards a sort of a Danny and Oti, but we're not unanimous. No award. Ah. Uh, so, Frock of the Week, which is going to be difficult without Lisa, but I've got her notes. So let's go in reverse order. Emily, Frocks? I think my favourite frock was Oti's Charleston dress. Gold fringing with the bugle. All beads. the gold fringing. I love the gold fringing. Yes, Michelle. Uh, I have two. Um, I loved Natalie's pink prom dress, 
I liked all the different layers of colouring underneath. It looked really nice that they covered in It Takes Two earlier in the week as well, so I paid attention to that and it was lovely. And Katia's piano fringing on Magnificent Thing, which I loved. <laughs> Don? I have to say Oti's dress as well with all the fringing, although it had a weird little um, strap thing going on. I still, I loved it. I loved the colour of it and just like the... Were the reinforced sports bra for Yeah, yeah. the straps were structural. Yes. It's a shame that they yeah. were pink rather than red, but structural. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, it was it was a tale of two pink frocks. It was Joe's pink frock and Natalie's prom dress. Uh, I thought they were both magical. It would be it would be such a treat to have them in a sort of a, a well appointed dressing room, open glass of open bottle of prosecco and a trying on session, just to do some twirls <laughs> in the mirror twirls in the mirror uh so and in our message from lisa she she has decided she has decreed that there are special mentions for natalie and oksana so that's oksana so natalie in the prom dress and oksana in that fabulous rhinestone fruity tutti fruity dress tutti fruity frilly dress which yes (laughs) it was it was everything it was a bit much like everything in that routine (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yes, she is saying that Oti wins Frock of the Week. Woo! Yeah. We just love Oti. We're now yeah. Team Oti, I think. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I, I, did, I did a tweet on Saturday night through the Keep Dancing podcast Twitter. Um, and I said that we should all bow down to Oti. And I don't think I've ever seen as many retweets on something that I've written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that one did get some engagement, Emily. That one got some traction, and indeed, we should all just bow down to Oti. That was that. We don't really know much about next week, other than Louise is doing a waltz, and we're all going to stay. Oh, oh there's the Cha Cha Challenge, which it seems to me like a feature where they started with the title and then worked backwards to work out what they would do. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. how that's how all TV is commissioned, by the way. Does not surprise. Um, so until then, we'll leave you in suspense and say good night to Emily. Good night. Michelle. Good night. And Dawn. Good night. Thanks for listening to episode 14 of the Keep Dancing podcast. If you've got any messages for us, contact us on Twitter at, at keepdancingpod or by email at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep dancing. <laughs>